Welcome to The Luck Team, a Power Make podcast with your hosts, Rio and Mika. This is where they will share the tips they've mastered and teach on how to love differently against all odds. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your man, Rio. And this is your girl, Mika. Welcome to The Love Team. Today's a big show. Today's a really big show. big show. And uh, we have uh, some special guests in the house that you have to pay attention to because if you're single, in a relationship, no matter where you are, right, on your journey, we have some information, we have some knowledge that's going to uh, uh, just, just light your world on fire. Listen, this couple right here, they are, I don't even know the word, they are entrepreneurs. They are visionaries. They are power couples. They are superstar. They Your are shirt looks just... powerful. Your shirt looks powerful. It's bright. Oh, that's, a compliment. That's, a, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. It's great. Thank and you. Your teeth are powerful too. They're like hella white in the camera. So this is what we're going to do. This All is Love right. Team 2. Love Team Season 2 is what they want, man. All right. So before, <laughs> you know, we, we just want to bring them to you. We are about to introduce... Constance and Anthony. They are a power house, power mate couple. Mm. They are killing it in the financial space, in the entrepreneurial space, in the virtual streets. And we just wanted to make sure that we bring them on, not just to talk to you about their new upcoming project, which of course we are a part of, mm. <clears throat> but also to give you some power mate tips and tricks not just about their love story but about their love journey absolutely so get your notebook ready because some gems are about to be dropped let's hop right into our conversation with Constance and Anthony listeners going down hey let's bring them on right now Constance Anthony here we go so you know Anthony and I have been together 21 years married for 15 and for the most part, while I was trying to figure out entrepreneurship, you know, I'm 18 years younger than Anthony is, you know, he was already well into his career, you know, and he planned on retiring from the same company. And while I was trying to figure out entrepreneurship, what I wanted to be, you know, improving myself as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, and going for entrepreneurship, he was holding it down. You know, he was holding down his career because he wanted to, and he loved security. And at the same token, while I was figuring things out, you know, sometimes sales would be there, sometimes they wouldn't be there. And, you know, I would feel bad sometimes because I'm like, I'm not often able to, you know, meet the bills and do all of this stuff. But he was going out, serving, you know, bringing the funds in. You know, we had benefits that didn't waver. You know, we had that. And so I definitely, you know, I was more of the adventurous, you know, take risks type of person. But it didn't take anything away from him because he wanted to have that longevity. He had seen his grandfather, you know, work and retire and do those kind of things. And so he wanted to do the same, you know. And so we had two different ideas of how we would earn our income and who we wanted to be in the world. But we didn't suffer each other's souls either. And yeah. I remember a time, I'm, I'm gonna let you talk one second. I sure. remember a time when I was doing entrepreneurship and I, the economy crashed, it was like 2008, 2009. Yeah, the economy crashed. I was in financial services at the time, super excited about what I was doing, making good money. And then the sales dried up, you know, because the real estate market was tanking. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people weren't willing to have appointments anymore, and everybody was just kind of down. And so we had to go through our savings. You know, and then it got so bad till I had to, we had to file bankruptcy. 
And so here he was busting it every day, holding everything down, doing what he was supposed to do. But then my income had shifted and it caused that situation. And even though, you know, he never blamed me, he never was like, look, you know, you're doing this entrepreneurship thing and now look at us. He never did that. And we found our way back. You know, we worked our way back to better credit and all that kind of stuff. But it just goes to show that you definitely need to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. Happen as mm -hmm. you're trying to find yourself and you need somebody that is able to be flexible with you yeah. and love you through until you find out who you are, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the thing, the thing for me was, um, I, I guess I looked at it a little differently. And it was like, my family was the passengers on the boat. My wife and kids with the boat. And through the storms, through the, the 2009, through all the things, I said, well, this, this ship needs an anchor. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to be the anchor. I have to keep it so it continues to rock back and forth and not flip over, not go through anything. So I have to keep it steady so everyone else can enjoy the ride. All right, so, so that's kind of the way you know I looked at it, and I didn't look at it as a burden because as long as it could keep moving, I was okay with that. Yeah, as long I as we didn't I was, <laughs> I, I was okay with that. Well, I mean, you guys said a lot right there because you're really speaking our language. I mean, that's what we talk about every single day. And I think one of the special things about having a relationship like this, and I think Mika spoke to it is Anthony you said that you had to keep the boat steady but you didn't see it as a burden right and that's what a primary relationship is all about how how can I support my partner without it being uh an ego thing a selfish thing a burden thing we're both growing and progressing and we have to do it as a team and I think that even with us it's not you know we go through highs and lows I promise you We've been in the trenches. I'm talking about the trenches. And this what is in your relationship. In a, in a, right, absolutely. We've been in the trenches. We don't have 21 years. We don't have 21 years yet. No. But I'm talking about we hit some points where it would have been easier to let things go. Mm. That would have been the easy move, right? The easy thing would have been to like, you know what? Forget it all. Forget the power mates. Forget all this, and let's throw in a towel. I let's mean, let's do it. Let's 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 make it easy for ourselves. But you know, and and, and I'll let you, you speak on this. But there is something special about that trenches place. There's really cool. something special about going through it on the other side. That's where it really gets beautiful. And, yeah. and, and when we went through those trenches, I'm talking about it solidified our relationship on a level where the challenges and the obstacles we see now, like oh. It's nothing. That's right. nothing. That's nothing. You remember when you remember we were doing this? Oh, this is nothing. And right. I think it's that that he built us up with such a shield now. Although we're still progressing, still growing, we have such a shield now, such resilience that we can go to the next level of success. And before until we went through that, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been prepared for it. So mm. you know, yeah. looking, looking back with rose-colored glasses, like oh, it wasn't that bad. But yeah, I remember it was that bad. But uh, but it, it, was, yeah. it was such a blessing to be on the other side of it. Don't, don't yeah. run from the trenches. That's probably mm. one of my biggest lessons. Because you know, especially when you get into a new relationship, people have this like idea, right? Like we are singles now. You know what I mean about what they think about how, I asked a question the other day, like, you know, how do you want to be courted? And you know, how do you want him to show up? How do you want her to show up? And it's like, yeah. this, 
you hear and you see the romanticized visions and you're like, oh, that's so cute. Because you recognize it's like, dang, I used to be there too. But then reality happens and then you actually get what you prayed for. You get what you were meditating and, and you know, you kind of manifest. It's, it's here right yeah. now. But then you're like, I didn't think about this rough patch and then after the rough patch another rough patch and then maybe another and another one and another one but then and to be completely honest we're having open conversation we got to that point where we were just like listen this is not what i asked for so i don't want to do this no more mm -hmm. like no thank you this isn't it because mm -hmm. in regards to like okay when we were talking and he's showing me my promise Mm. and showed me that it was you but then this is how it showed up like i don't want this yeah but, yeah thanks yeah but the, the crazy part about that is in the midst of all that as low as we were at our lowest point so far somehow there was like a little glimmer saying yeah this can't be it right we haven't executed everything we're supposed to execute by us coming together. Right. So what what have we not done that we can go back and at least attempt to do so that at least we can say to ourselves, you know what? We've done 100% of everything we're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. And out of that, or workbook was released in the middle of like in the midst of our trenches. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were living in a in a whole nother country in the midst of our trenches. Our son got to experience an opportunity that grown people in their whole lifetime wish they could have experienced and never ever did in the middle of our trenches, right? We were able to make decisions as like a, a couple for mm. our future in the middle of our trenches. And now that we recognize the fruit that has come from that, because we did all of that, other people have benefited. Relationships have formed. People have gotten transformation because of that. People have healed. And I look back now and I'm like, man, could you imagine if we had stopped? Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, mm. None of that. Yeah. That, that brings me to a good point. Um, because uh, to be honest, when things, you know, weren't going so well, I was foolish. And I'll tell you why. I was foolish enough to believe that it was better to go forward than to go back. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't care. But I can't go back. I'm. I'm. I'm just foolish enough to believe mm. that let's keep going. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it just felt like it was on autopilot. But I said, yep. I don't care. I don't care because at least we're still moving. Yes. You know, at least we're still going forward. Oh, yeah, I was I was just foolish in that regard. <laughs> and I'm going to talk a lot about the trenches. Oh boy. Uh Mika, let me tell you something. Put on the hip boots. We I was in the midst of you know, going through some sickness. You know, you guys oh, kinda yeah. know a little bit about my story. Yeah. And you know, twenty nineteen 
2019 to 2020, I was dealing with a lot of health problems. And during the midst of that, you know, there was a family situation that had kind of triggered me. And I thought that I was healed from it. I thought I was over it. And I want to say I was in the middle of like two book projects at the same time. At the same time, yeah. And um, I was just one of the co-authors. And I was going to write my chapter to this particular book on my health challenges that I had gone through. And getting right to getting ready to submit my chapter. And that's when I got triggered by the circumstance. And so I tell my husband, I said, look, I wake him up in the middle of the night. In the middle. And I'm like, we've got to have a talk because I'm like, if we don't have this talk, I don't know if we're going to make it. Yep. Now, mind you, this was last year. We've been together all this time. So I tell him in the middle of the night, this thing, and he's just like, what? The first thing he's thinking, like, what did I do? Or what the heck did you do? What are you talking about? And it was a situation where I had been triggered and it came down to the, the meat of it. I had not felt like, or it reminded me of a time where I felt like Anthony had not protected me or had not stood up for me. And that circumstance was a small circumstance, but it triggered the fact that for many years ago, I had never talked to him about it. I had never been healed from it. And I was just like, like this is mm -hmm. still in here. And if we don't talk about it, it's just never going to go anywhere. And we're not going to have the type of retirement and long life together that we want to have because eventually it's just going to come to a stop. And so I wake him up. We have this one hour, probably one and a half hour conversation. Yeah, and I'm telling him about how I felt unheard and unseen in a lot of ways. And I'm just like, you know, we love each other. and We cling together for the most part. But even with our extended families, there was stuff that people on the outside didn't understand about our relationship. relationship yeah. And when it came down to it, I'm thinking like, my man got me. He going he to tell him that he going to get it right. And a lot of times he would just leave it as is, like he wouldn't even get involved with it. And I'm just like, I'm not telling you to argue with people and, you know, be negative. But I'm saying, like, if I'm your queen, you know what I mean? Like, let these people know and put them in their place. And because that wasn't happening, I felt like, well, maybe I'm not as significant in your life as I thought I was. And here we've been together over 20 years and having this conversation. Mm. And instead of him, you know, feeling attacked, or being like, what you talking about? I love you and I do what I want. He just received it and he was like, well, what, what do I do to fix it? Like, what do you need me to do? And for me, you know, because Anthony's older than I am and, you know, he had been married before, that kind of thing, you know, he could have handled it from his past hurts. He could have handled it from a negative, you know, perspective, but he just was like, well, what, what do you want me to do? And that for me just, this last year, it really shifted our relationship again because it was like, wow, you know, I'm not giving up on a relationship. He's not giving up on it. And it just shows that regardless of how long you've been together, you can always make it better. You can always use communication as a way to really, really get stronger, get closer, mm -hmm. have these uncut, uncomfortable conversations and turn it into more love, turn it into more affection, you know, turn it into more understanding, which we all need. Sometimes people in relationships or marriages or long term, they say, how can you be together all those years? You know, 
How can you be together for 25 years, 30 years? And what happens is you stop and ask yourself and people say, it's the years. It's not the years. Because people get hung up on the numbers. It, it's not the years. You have to look at, you take each year as it comes. Yep. And then you have to deal with those things. And then they're going to make things better. That leads to year after year after mm. year. Not just, oh, it's 25 years you old, it's 30 years. Because you can just get used to somebody and be there for 50 years. But right. that doesn't mean that you're having a loving, growing relationship for yeah. 50 years. Yeah, and a lot of people are scared to do that because if this person, if my partner peels back these ugly Ooh, layers and see who I really am, Right. No, I have to keep this thing on this level. Ooh. Hmm. No. Peel back my layers. No, like an onion. You gonna cry for real? Cause we gonna we gonna peel these layers. Uh, yeah. uh, listen. Oh. All right. So so there's a couple things I know we're speaking to, and in our space, we, we talk singles a lot, right? That's our primary uh, audience is single people. But this message resonates no matter who you are. Exactly. No matter what stage of relationship you are. Thing. And it's because it, it, it's so important. And it's about doing preparation work before you get into something like this, right? So you said a couple of things that I want to touch on. One thing that I, that you hear a lot of people say, a lot of singles say, especially, is they want to be in a long term relationship. That's the number one thing. I want to be long term. I, I want my hell to be short. If I gotta go to hell, let it be real short. I've been married my second marriage, and I wanted my hell to be short. I don't want to be in a long term crappy relationship and what makes it crappy is when we can't have conversations like that i can't be transparent i can't share my heart with you i can't tell you that you offended me i can't i can't do that because every time i do that you get offended and then it turns on an argument then now, now we can't talk to each other now i'm going to sleep on the couch you in the bed like all that stuff starts to happen because we haven't self we haven't understood ourselves well enough to be able to take feedback constructively yeah. if we did and say yes i understand that i hurt you what can i do now to make it better and for the singles that are watching right now we talk about doing the prep work this is what we're talking about it's not romanticizing relationships it's not trying to be in a long-term situation that can't be the only goal the finish line can't be getting a ring they can't be the that's not the finish Finish line, right? Oh. Out is the starting line. It's, it's not the finish line, right? So, so you, if you want to sit back and just hope that somebody falls from the sky that's perfect for you, and is is perfect for me, I'll say that we're perfect for each other. But that doesn't mean that we don't go through our own trials. And right. so, the goal is for us to work together as a team to progress as a team, and that's what you guys are speaking to, progressing together not exactly. being stuck and being stagnant because that that situation you brought up constance it could have ruined this entire relationship because you look how long you held on to that yeah if you want to say let's have an hour talk we need to talk if that wouldn't mm -hmm. come out you would have held on to it to either kill you or kill your relationship yes right so that that's that's, and, that's powerful and it's as i listen to you share that constance it brings me to the breakdown of the four personality types, right? Yeah. Writer, lover, thinker, and the celebrity. And just speaking to you guys, I can already tell 
the type of personality types you both are and why you work. But what we want people to understand and singles to understand is as much as you're going to be learning and you've learned about the different personality types, you also have to learn not to have expectations of the other person in order to fulfill a desire that you might have. So I'm going to go back, right? Constance, this situation happened, the circumstance happened, and Constance had an expectation of Anthony. Now, that expectation was not in Anthony's natural realm to say, even though he's a protector of his wife, his queen, he's not going to approach that in a way that Constance was expecting. Right. And that, in turn, turned around to Constance internalizing because she was probably like, well, what the hell? Right, I'm not. You're supposed to be my husband, my protector. This is what I'm expecting you to do. And you haven't done that. So she kept it all inside. So right away, there was a lack of effective communication. And who knows how long she held on to this for until it got to a point where it, it now boiled to the top and she couldn't take it no more and you heard exactly what she said I need to wake you up out of bed out of your sleep in the middle of the night right this conversation and get it out or we will not make it Mm -hmm. and for her the healing factor was getting it out but for him the healing factor was like oh well what can I do to fix it right Right, that's, that's his natural tendency. So years ago, however long this had happened, had there been that effective communication, yep. like even it didn't have to write when it happened, when it was digested properly, had she really understood to say, okay, this is the type of protector and lover and husband that I have. So I'm not going to expect him to react a certain way. I'm going to communicate with him in this way. So he yeah. understands, so he can he can handle it in his way. Mm-hmm. So that in both cases, we would have both had a resolve. And this wouldn't have lived with me for years yeah. on years and years on years and years until it got to the point where I'm dragging him out of bed in the middle of the night because it's do or die at this point. Yeah, that's so true. And it brought some things to me because you, you, know, you think you're doing well. Yes. You know, I, I, I think I'm doing well. I, I think I've done pretty well by you. I mean, I'm not, I don't know, I got a 65 on school card. I thought I was doing okay. <laughs> and then you find out that you aren't. Mm. So fi- not in the way that some expectations thought. Yeah. And so it just, it just changed everything. But at that moment, it was, I can be hurt. Or I can hurt no more. Mm, like, yes. that, like just like that. Not I had to take myself out of it. Look, man, this is not about you. Yes. As a matter of fact, it's about you because you know something that you didn't do or something that you didn't do enough of. So the two things that came to me right in that moment was hurt or hurt no more. And I chose hurt no more. Yes. And I said, yeah, whatever I need to deal with, 
myself. I'll deal with that at another time. Right now, I just need to deal with right here, right now, what's in front. And it was difficult because I had to fight my pride. I had to fight all that stuff in moments. And when I turned and looked at her face, none of that was important at the moment. And we hadn't had any therapy at all, not individually from our personal experiences before we got together. You know, he's a force, he didn't get any therapy for that. that I've been in domestic violence situations. I have not gotten any therapy for that. So it's like we already had baggage that Mm -hmm. we came to the table with, and then whatever we have experienced together, and we had not. Had any help? Yeah, we had trunks. You know? of, we had trunks of baggage playing. Okay, yeah, baggage. <laughs> right. We had playing. Yes. And, uh, and so when we had that conversation, you know, he could have, you know, like I said, he could have reverted back to his old hurts and you know all right. that kind of stuff, but he chose to try to heal it. And I was just like, wow. And then from that response, I'm like, well, we can't heal it ourselves. Right. Let's get some help. Because we tried <laughs> so it already. we went and got some counseling. Yeah. And we're still in counseling. Matter of fact, we had a therapy session earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a standing appointment every Thursday evening. Every Thursday. And, you know, we talk to her for an hour together. And then Anthony has a session with her, you know, for himself, yeah. you know, afterwards. And so. I needed that because even with my sessions alone, I get a chance to and I don't want to say it's an excuse, but I realize now, since I've had the therapy for myself, that I needed that when I came out of my bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get I didn't get fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, I was good on the outside, but I had a lot of parts since I was rusted and broken. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how to deal with those things because I didn't realize that I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. I was broken and didn't even realize I was broken. Ah, that's that's the big thing. You know, if you can go to work and you can make money and you, you know, you take care of your kids and you can do that stuff, but that don't have anything to do with your innards. Right, your innards. (laughs) You know, your self-esteem that got broke years ago and, you know, your insecurities and, you know, your shoulda, coulda, wouldas and all of that. That stuff is still in there while you're cooking, while you're washing the dishes, while you are picking the kids up for daycare. And to just briefly go back to what she said, I felt coming out of the bad relationship that I'm going to work that much harder. I'm going to provide. I'm going to do everything. Like that. And then 20 years later, he gets the message, bruh, like, I need you to block me. Imagine I'm going to work hard. I'm going to bring the money home. I'm going to get molded. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to do all those things. And then I get hit with a golf club on the 19. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. But again, he could have been like, look, lady, I'm giving you everything I got, even if it's only a portion of what I have. My portion might be a, a small bit. For what I had before, but I'm giving it all to you. But right then, I said, hurt or hurt no more. And I thought back, I've already been, it was like seconds in my mind. I could see it like, like flipping. It was just flipping, like a movie, like I was editing. I was like, I was in a, in a marriage before, it didn't work, and that point was hurtful. Quick, it was just rolling. Mm-hmm. And now I got a chance. I can do the same thing I did then and just get upset. And But it's not about me. It's about us. All that was rolling yeah. like real fast. Absolutely. And it was like hurt. Hurt no more. Hurt. Hurt no more. And I just decided right at that moment, I don't want to hurt no more. Yeah. And I don't want her to hurt. I don't even want to begin something that's going to be hurtful going forward. Hurt no more. So that was it. 
that was it. I made a decision right at that point. No. All right, love that love that you know it's so interesting again what you said and i absolutely love that something that we got to all take a heart uh individually right yeah uh, what's, what's really interesting interesting what you said is about expectations really that's what it's about right yeah your ex your ex relationship i went through the same thing i'm sure we all have our ex said things to us that were painful my ex said things to me that I, my shortcomings and I thought that if I fixed those couple things, it would make me a better person. But what it was doing was trying to make me a better person for this person. It, I was yeah. trying to fit and tailor make myself for her. I, I wasn't yeah. me. I didn't know what was, mm. I didn't know about real. I know it was bad. I didn't know. I didn't know myself well enough to be in a relationship. All I knew was I had to do and live the expectations of this woman was trying to place on me and the expectations that I had for her and how I wanted her to live up to what I wanted her to do. That's mm. the of a relationship. How can we have a relationship like that, right? right? We we have we have expectations, and I have expectations that I put on myself, right? And I have mm -hmm. that I put on myself, but those are internal. Yeah. yeah. And what I appreciate about our relationship, we found a way to love each other on a deeper level because I believe that love is icing on the cake, but within that cake, the meat and potatoes, what's really inside of that cake. Is what yeah. you're talking about the communication, transparency, right. uh, the, 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 the fighting healing. together and the healing, right? It's, it's, yeah. it, and it's not about, and if I can say one thing, and we stress it all the time, what you guys are giving an example of, and why you guys are power mates, is you decided not to fight each other. You decided to fight against the issue. You fought against the problem. You fought against the challenge together. Yeah. And, 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 and we don't get in relationships like that. We don't find people like that often. We find people that argue with us and you're the blame. Oh, you're the blame. You're the blame. Right, right, right. Is, you know, here's the challenge in front of us. I can either I can either hurt, right? I can either be hurt and I can get in my ego. I can be, be male chauvinistic and tell you how wrong you are. Don't you ever talk to me like that? Listen, you know how many times even with this woman, you know, y'all know she's from Jamaica. She's Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I'm from spice. I'm from from the dirty i'm from texas i'm from the south you know that's how you know and there's ways that even a culture difference the way she talked versus the way i grew up was different i was being yeah. real different in the way she says something like, whoa, 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 whoa. so it's normal the way she talks so so the, the big thing is learning to listen is what i'm trying to say yeah learn to listen and not take offense to everything that's saying but really listen to a deeper meaning and what she's really trying to say, when I really take my ego out, I'm like, damn, who is really right? Because she loves the hell out of me. She really loves me. And she's not telling me anything to hurt me. She's telling me something that would help improve me. So if I really take my ego out, right, and she does the same thing, then we can really listen and have a real communication with the people that we love. And I think that's what you got displayed so well with that situation is you guys really had effective communication. I love that. And we're getting better and better every week. Cause like I say, we in therapy now, boy. Watch out, world. <laughs> Sometimes in the beginning of our therapy, I'll be honest, it felt like another honeymoon. Mm. Because I can remember mornings that she would be at the desk or, you know, on the computer doing things and that I would come down from my shower. Yeah. You know, and smell I, good. I throw in a little smell, a little smell <laughs> good. You know, oh, and that kiss and that good morning. It felt like, mm -hmm. you know, honeymoon is again. I knew. 
Yeah. But you don't want me to go out. So you don't want me to go on the public stinking, do you? No, no. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's embarrassing. Hell, I'm doing this for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, just little stuff like that. You know, I am working and I'm in the midst of my stuff, but he'll come down there, get me some juice or just you need anything before I head out. And like that little stuff, I know for for me, I need that. You know, bring my vitamins and minerals. Bring me some water, something. You know, <laughs> and he'll do it. And because we're not thinking about ourselves in that moment, whatever we're doing. But if you're thinking of me, you know, then I can really appreciate that. Well, I do that because I know what I want to come back to. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I know what I want to come back to. And this this is a message that I want our singles to get, especially, and I'm speaking to the women right now, the boss ladies, these women that are on the go, these go-getters. You're hearing these men speak. And these are men that are like, oh, I'm going to go find me a woman. These are men that are in relationships, in marriages, long term. The thing that you are dreaming about, the thing that you are waiting on as you go through your work. And you're hearing that it's not about the $30,000 rock that he's bringing you or the mansion he's going to put you up in or how he's going to let you sit around the house all day and do nothing. Right. And things are going to get taken. No, it's not mm-hmm. about that. It's about mm-hmm. the things that speak to your heart, how mm-hmm. he loves you, how he cares for you, how he's thinking about you when you don't yeah. even know he's thinking about you. How, right? How he'll bring you your vitamins in the morning or bring you your coffee or rub your feet or rub your back. That melts the heck out of you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a man doesn't. I read this. That's it. Yeah, a man doesn't even realize what he wants until he finds that woman. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't even re- he know he's searching for. He don't know what it is, but he, he, that know, he finds it. He doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. <laughs> and I, I can speak on it. Just you know. I've been in the trenches. I've been in the foxhole. I've been on the battlefield. I can keep going. Yeah. I've been on all those things. But a man doesn't know what he needs until he finds up. until yeah. she shows up. Like, exactly. That's a, that's a that's a that is a fact, Anthony. That's a big fact. Yeah. I, I gotta big say, facts. I gotta say this. <laughs> I just so we have some Christian women, some believers. And those were raised on biblical principles in our community. So we hear about the the Ruth and Boaz story, right? Mm -hmm. And every woman is waiting for her Boaz. Right. Oh boy. What they fail to realize is what Ruth was doing when Mm -hmm. Boaz noticed her. Right. Was living in purpose. That's right. Mm. That's right. Through this relationship Mm. already. And she recognized that a part of her purpose was supporting her, could have been her ex-mother-in-law, but she was like, no, I'm going to go with you. This is what I was born to do. Yes. 
she was fulfilling her purpose. She was working. So for those of you that are like, um, I'm just gonna sit by the wayside and he's just gonna find me. No, sis. Right. Yeah. Right. No, you gotta keep on working. You gotta keep on building you. You gotta lift you up. You gotta elevate you. You gotta clear your baggage out. Because when you do that, like we were talking about earlier, it's like an onion. You start to peel off the layers and peel off the layers. And that glow that's going to illuminate from inside of you is what he's going to see. This man saw me and found me. I think it's over like maybe 12 or 1300 miles, whatever that is, between Toronto and Texas in these virtual streets. And we weren't even in a dating group. That's right. Wow. That's right. Wow. Go ahead. Okay. Right? And, and why? Because that was at a point in my life where I had made a conscious decision to heal, to remove baggage, to do the work that I, I've been saying all this time I'm doing, but I was now consciously working right. out them. I got to a point where I didn't even, I had no idea who he was. I had a conversation with a girlfriend two days before us even connecting. And I said to her, like, I'm ready for that feel good love again. And I feel like he's so close. Like I could feel his energy. My palms started sweating. The hair on my arms started standing up. And I was like, man, girl, I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> no. like... I could just feel like it's so, and it felt so good. Yeah. You know what's great about about that? You had all of the indicators. Because mm. women have an intuition. Yeah. I believe that in my soul. Yeah, yeah. You all had that. And the great thing is normally when people have these flags, women have indicators. You indicated all these great things mm. and you were courageous enough to seek them out. You could have went back and said, no, nah, yeah, I'm, not, right. I'm not falling for it. Yeah. But no, you you were courageous enough to say, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, this yeah. is it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's yeah. where you doing the work that you need to do to grow your faith enough. So that when you receive those in those uh, indicators, which is your intuition, which uh -huh. is God speaking to you. See, we talk to God in prayer, but he speaks back to us through our intuition. But are we obedient enough to actually listen to him and hear him? Mm -hmm. Right. We say and we pray for all these things. But then when we get the indicators, we're like, no, no, I'm too lazy. I'm not going to do it. I can't be bothered mm -hmm. without recognizing that, that's him talking back to you. But he just wants to see, are you a child of mine? And are you going to be obedient and bold enough to actually act on what I'm telling you? It don't, it's not going to make sense to you. Never. Right. Like, oh, you need to take this trip. Or when he's like, no, you need to, you need to answer this message or comment on this thing, or you need to show up at this. It's not going to make sense. But are you going to be bold enough to take action and actually trust yes. that yes. stepping out on faith, even though it doesn't make sense, right. has something great for you on the other side of it. 
Anthony, yeah. you said something real good, and I don't want to miss this because there's a lot of guys that are in the group right now, and we talked to, talk to the ladies. I'm talking about they can have this whole vision board of what they want their man to look like, what uh-huh. I want this. Like, they can visualize yeah. the whole thing. We help them get crystal clear on the vision, and the men try to do the same. I'm not saying that they can't do it, but even for me, speaking personally, uh-huh. as we work with, I had an ego board. I didn't really have a vision board. I had an ego yeah. board. I wanted yeah. this woman to, 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 she had to be the woman for me. She got to do this. She got to do that. She got to look yeah. like What, what yeah. I found was, and you said something that was really profound that, that we really want people to hear, especially guys to hear, uh-huh. that all that stuff that I thought was important to me, that list burned the hell up, right? It, 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 it set on fire because yeah. I realized I wasn't nearly as deep as I should have been in the woman that I was really, that was really going to be for me. I couldn't even touch on how deep our connection was. There's no way in my present state of mind I could have wrote out who she is. There's no way. I had a a general idea of what I wanted, and I stuck to those principles, right? Communication Mm -hmm. and fighting together and progressing. I had all that stuff down. But there's another level to love that we don't even get until we're in it. We don't even understand it until it it hits us. We're like, "Oh, oh, okay. And, and that's when guys we get it. They were like, "Oh, okay, I get it now, right?" And, and so I, I think that's that's really profound what you say because guys ask that question all the time. When you, when you feel it, you 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 know it. When you're in it, I promise you, you you know. It. Yeah, let me let me just share this really quickly. That we we have um, this um, age difference between us, mm-hmm. but but I, I love that that difference because that's, those are all the things that we can catch up on and, and, and talk about mm-hmm. and be interesting in and mm-hmm. be wrapped in because people say well aging that's another number and this was too young and this was too old and who are you to judge yeah. who are you to say what somebody should and should not have mind yours let's try that let's let's let's, let's go try to mind yours and then if it doesn't work out come back but go try i know minding you is gonna keep you busy so i know you're not gonna come back right okay right, right. right. when i met her initially and saw her it was bigger than me because I couldn't even explain what it was. It wasn't because she was younger. It, was, it wasn't any of that. And I'm like, someone else asked me about that. And I say, I knew it was God because I could not, it was outside of myself. Yeah. I could not explain it. Mm-hmm. I could not explain. I just like her. Why do you like her? I just do. Okay. Right. You sound silly right now. Tell me, why do you right. like her? I don't know. And what I found out was because it was beyond me, like you just said, but it was beyond me in the spiritual. Why do you like her? Is this something sunny about her and feel good? Have you been doing drugs? No, I have not. Do you need to be drug tested? No, I don't think so. But what is, you know, it, that's what it was. It was God because what I found was no matter how close I got to her or wanted to be with her, I found myself beside myself. That's how I knew that it was God. It was not me. So I said, I'm going to take these 18 years and I'm going to shorten those years and try to find out what this is. So here we are 21 years later and I'm learning that it was God. I'm about to blow y'all mind even further. Don't tell that. Okay. We're going to take a break. You guys go get some cotton balls. Okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) No, because, you know, like, you know, real said and Mika said it, you have these expectations and you know, your list, and especially if you've gone through something, 
in a relationship. Oh, now yeah. you really gotta listen. Now, yeah, you, you know, gotta switch it up stuff a lot. I absolutely don't want, stuff I absolutely yes. gotta have. And you know, I was 19 years old, a little, a little shorter. I probably was about 18 or 19, and I got this prophecy from my pastor. So my pastor was a female prophet, and here I was with these two little babies going to church, you know, looking for answers, looking for support, looking for God to change my life. Mm-hmm. I'd already been through some stuff. Yeah. And she called me down to the altar one day, you know, for altar call. And she called me little bit because I was even smaller than I am now. Little, a little tiny little girl. And she said, um, she called me little bit. She said, your destiny mate is coming. And mind you, I'm 19, 18, 19 years old. I got these two babies. Their father's not in the picture. I finally escaped from him. So I was by myself. And I'm at the altar, tears streaming down my face because I had not been valued before that. You know, nobody thought I was like, you know, some beautiful vixen with all of this body. You know, I was really, really small. And I'm like, destiny mate? What the heck is even that? But it sounds good to me. So I was like, okay, well, where is he at though? Where, where, you know, which corner do I need to turn and he'll be right there, you know? And she was like, he is coming. And that's all I heard because I, I wasn't trying to hear the rest of it. Right. She said, beware. Selective hearing. Go the ahead. imposter is coming first. Mm. So I was all excited about the destiny made. I was like, check, got that. Okay. So a couple months later, I meet this young guy. You know, he's studying to be a pastor. He's respectful of his parents. You know, great guy. And we spent probably about eight or nine months together, you know, like clung together like glue. You know, he's loving my little kids and you know, I'm going to church with him and his family. And I just know that this is the one because she said destiny made and he loves God and he's young and ambitious and all of this stuff. And then lo and behold, you know, he just went ghost. They say ghost nowadays. He like literally went ghost on me out of nowhere. He did. And I'm just like, my heart is crushed. You know, my, my son Kenya was calling him Dada, which I never used that phrase, but he was calling him Dada. And then he just stopped coming around. He stopped answering my pages. We had pagers. Stopped answering my pages. And I'm just like, what did I do? Like, what? I thought the boy had died, right? And so then when I went around to his job, because you know how we do, ladies, we got to see for ourselves. Now, what is going on here? So I went around to his job and I peeked in there and he was alive and well. So I'm (laughs) like, what the heck did I do for this dude to just be gone like that? So now I'm I'm hurt because I can't even get an answer why I wasn't bold enough to just go in the job and be like, let me tell you something. I wasn't (laughs) that bold. So I was just like, "I'm, I'm I'm just by myself again, right? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. The lady said the imposter was coming first. So I'm like, okay, well, he's out the way. I'll deal with my little heart later on. But I know that the next one is going to be the one. So then I find him on a bus stop in Baltimore City. I am coming from my little part-time job. I'm trying to work, earn a living, y'all. I'm he's, just, <laughs> I'm just earning a living. That's all. He's working. He's <laughs> on layover, so he's a, a bus operator, and he's on layover. His bus is parked right there, and I come on my part-time job, and I'm standing there waiting for the bus. Not his bus, but my bus, right? And so he's just on layover, kind of standing in the bus doorway. I'm standing there with a big purple coat on, looking one of those youth coats. With Barney the, with, is what with it the, was, with y'all. With the fur around the head, okay? It wasn't nothing cute about it. 
but I was sitting up there with my winter coat, a little briefcase, okay? Get the visual. I got a briefcase with a youth coat with a fur around it. So listen. So he's hanging in the doorway on his break. He got some time. And then he starts walking down the path. So as he started walking down the path, you know, I'm not going to be rude. So I'm like, you know, hi. He's like, hi. We strike up a conversation. His back is to his bus. So I'm looking at the bus and we're talking and I just stopped in mid-sentence and I go, oh my goodness. He's like, what? I said, the number on the bus, that's my phone number. And it was 5642. The last, yeah, the last one. And so he turned around and looked at it and he's like, okay, that's 5642. And he said, well, what's the rest of it? I said, well, if you can guess it, then you can have it. Right. This dude guessed the first three digits straight out. And I was just astounded because he didn't guess a couple of times. No, he just said it straight out his mouth. Now, I was like, now, in my defense, in my defense, <laughs> you got to hear this. This is a, this is a side note. I just knew I was going to get it wrong. Yeah, he just said a like number. I wasn't because that wasn't that's what now, now I was thinking. I thought she was nice, mm -hmm. and I you know was, we just had a little conversation, and that was it. But yeah. I was like, it's no way. It's how many numbers they go forever, and I just blurted out. And it was the I was like, just two seven six five five. That's it. That's now you gotta call. Now I gotta call Wow. That would have freaked me out. Wow. So did you put, when did you put two and two together? Like, okay, the imposter's gone. This man just guessed my whole phone number. Is this like the real dude? Like, when did, where were you like, this right is away. it? Like in my mind, he was it. He didn't know nothing about the prophecy. He was just on a break, okay? And I was just like, I got my phone number. I'm attracted to him. He probably smelled good. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And here's the thing. I didn't even know what address the church was on. <laughs> right. But you're telling me that. That's some, some lady or prophet. You know, you meet and you know, you're going on some dates. And yeah, so how was your day? Like, well, you know what? What I got last Sunday was you're going to be my husband. Right. He and, probably thought I was crazy. And I saw, I'm sorry. Is she talking to someone behind me? Right. Especially I don't know, a divorce, eh? And yeah. you talk about getting married and all this stuff. I'm like, we skipped all over friends. What happened to friends? You got to be friends first. Right. No, she. we going to the altar. What altar? <laughs> the altar. <laughs> My little young boy, okay, I'm so eager. I'm going to tell him about the prophecy, okay? Right. We, you don't get to know each other on the phone all night. You know how yeah. it is. And I'm telling him, yeah, my pastor said this and that. And he gets quiet on the phone. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, okay. That's yeah, that's nice. nice. That's yeah. Lovely. Okay, I hope you're not talking about me. I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, it's yeah. you. Now imagine, imagine that. I'm right. I come out of the blue. I almost ruined it. Okay. Yeah. I said, look, miss, you about to be some you about to see some tread marks. Pump your brakes. Right. Pump your brakes. He like he like he hit me with the let's be friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, friends. Yeah, exactly. It was born. So but friends. to this day, I think that she appreciates mm -hmm. that because even when we have our ups and downs and ins and outs, we she are BFFs. Friends before. Mm -hmm. And that was important. That was so important to me. I'm like, we have to be friends. I don't want to be an enemy. I just met you. Can we be friends? Mm -hmm. Can we be friends? Can you can you take the prophecy enemy? Can you put that back in your purse? Right. <laughs> even though you're telling me I'm gonna be your husband, I, right now I just be your friend. Right. Yeah. He was just like Okay. I didn't get a prophecy. <laughs> exactly. He was yeah. like, and who is this lady that didn't say what about my 
And I'm thinking in my mind, I got, I'm like, is she licensed? Like, what is going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I always say in my mind, I didn't say it. I just moved. I'm licensed. I'm like, is she, what seminary college did she go to? Is she licensed? <laughs> what is, yeah. you know? I'm yeah. trying to yeah. keep it. I'm trying to do the speed limit. I'm not trying to speed. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to stay in my lane. That's all. Right. She's about to cause an accident. Okay. And I'm I'm just trying to stay in my lane. That's all. Right. Right. We gonna get you. You're the one. The one. You know that's a strong word. The one. That means there's no other. Okay. Right. No. Uh, you're the one because she said. And look at Ooh. us now, boy. Look at us now. Wait a minute. That say. lady was right. Wait, wait. Here's the grades. Here's the grades. One, two, three, four. That's what I'm wearing. Yeah, one or two. That's, two. Two. that's why I'm wearing my hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you know what this has taught me in 21 years? Stay away from phone numbers. <laughs> Stay away from guessing. Yeah, Stay away from numbers. Don't, don't guess care. no number. Don't ask me to guess a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it got you to That's 21 amazing, years later though. and then the rest of your life. So it's not that bad. No, it's not bad. You're right. You're right. It's not bad. It's horrible. No, it's not bad. No, it's <laughs> it's not a journey. It's a power journey. Yeah. That's, that a full, that's a full journey. No, I love that though. That's I mean, I think everybody that we talk to, especially when they find that empowerment has that defining moment, like that moment where it's like, it just clicked. Like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. This is exactly what I visualized or somebody told me was gonna happen or whatever. I mean, that that that's amazing. So that's another another sign. And everybody we talk to that's found their empowerment, everybody we've helped, they all share a story that like, it blows our minds. It's enough for yeah. me for sure. How does this man come up with random numbers to get a whole phone number right? Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. But Listen, we want to ask you guys, you guys are on our show, you're on the love team, and we have a couple of questions we need to ask you guys before uh, that are absolutely important, right? That are absolutely important. Get ready for this. Get ready okay. for it. Here we go. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, we know you guys are entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneurial couple, you're a empowerment couple, but you guys have so many amazing projects you have your hands on at any given time. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Here is, here's one thing. What we have this anthology, right? That everybody has to go and support everybody needs in their life, no matter what your relationship status. But what what was some of the biggest lessons that you learned from the anthology? You talked to so many different couples, so many different situations. What were some of your takeaways from the anthology in that experience? Oh my goodness. So the anthology Money Talks, right, is the, the name of the book. Mm -hmm. Uncut conversations with power couples about love, money, money and, and entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. Yes. And we have 24 African-American married couples who are mm -hmm. business owners in this project. And some of the things that we learned from interviewing every single couple is that every relationship is unique and you have to be flexible because life is going to happen yes. you know things that you anticipate and things that you don't anticipate and mm -hmm. when we get into these expectations as we talked about earlier of you know how you expect your spouse to serve and show up and how you expect because of maybe you know watching your own parents in their relationship or watching other couples and you expect that your relationship will be similar and you're setting yourself up for a downfall yes so be flexible in what you expect 
and be quick to apologize. Oh yeah. Man, we had couples who were like, hey, you know, we went through it in the beginning. You know, we were butting heads. We just had different ideas about everything from raising the kids to how we were going to earn our income to where we were going to live. And yeah. again, it just goes back to being so fixed in your mindset that it causes issues. So and if you get, you know, you're wrong in a relationship, yeah. you're wrong in a circumstance, be quick to come back together and just express, you know, maybe... I was wrong. I apologize because that goes a long way. You know, we even do it to our children. We tell them, you know, we see that we've done something. The first thing we tell them is apologize to your cousin, you know, for taking her ice cream or do this or do that. And we're quick to tell them to apologize. But when it comes to us as adults, we don't often, you know, do that because of our pride and, you know, wanting to be right all the time. Mm -hmm. But that would be my tip number two. And then the third, I would say is, you know, just get help when you need it not when your back is against the wall. We all have those moments in a relationship where it's not going peachy keen. It's not like you thought it would be. And you're like, oh, it'll get better. It's not going to automatically get better. You know, you're going to have to sometimes reach out to your support, you know, your pastors, if you're spiritual, you know, counselors or therapists, or even other couples who have gone through some stuff and Mm -hmm. they have that longevity. You know, to go and seek out some counsel before you get to the point where you're thinking about, you know, divorce or you're thinking about, you know, not being together anymore. You know, when it's just small misunderstandings, when it's just we're not seemingly on the same page or maybe our intimacy isn't like it used to be. You know, reach out for help before it gets to a place where you're like, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have anything from the interview? Just address it why it's small. Yeah. Address it why it's small so it doesn't blow up. And Constance mentioned something about the downfall. It's big falling down. Hmm. It's big falling down. It's not having the downfall so much. It's big falling down. Exactly. So this book project has literally shifted our lives as well as the lives of the co-authors because Mm -hmm. we have become an unofficial, official village. You know, we show up for each other. We champion each other's wins. We celebrate anniversaries. And, you know, if somebody is launching something in their business, got a webinar or something, you know, we're just right there to be like, great job. How can I support? And we didn't realize that, first of all, we was lonely as a married couple and we was lonely lonely as entrepreneurs. (laughs) And so we put two and two together. And so now we have this amazing village of support and help. And it's been great. I absolutely love it. And I mean, y'all know, for those of you that are watching, we are one of the couples in this first project, this anthology project. And exactly what Constance said. It's a hundred percent true. Like we legit now have our money talk village. Yes. <laughs> it just keeps it the concept, it just keeps growing, expanding. Like it's just it's unstoppable, right? But it really is just proof to everything that you heard them talk about is when when you say yes, when you guess that phone number twenty <laughs> one years later. It, you go through your pits and falls, but then you end up with that blissful life and that purposeful life that you're yeah. dreaming about right now, right? Even as a single person. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we got from being a part of this amazing project. And I know it spun off to even bigger things. That's how manifestation works. One thing happens, the next thing happens. It's, it's like a snowball effect. So yeah. one thing that we, that we really appreciate about the project is like you said, 
being a entrepreneur couple is a different dynamic. Being a power mate couple is a different dynamic. And it's really good to hear that everybody that is in these power mate relationships, we all experience a lot of the same stuff. We're not alone on our island. Having that, having that support, right, is so important. Even as a single person, right, having the support of other people who are on the same journey as you is tremendous. You can't stay in a polluted area and try to get a good result from it. And a lot of people are in horrible, toxic groups, horrible, toxic folks that are always mad at men and women. Then they want to go try to find a power mate. It doesn't work like that. Um, right. and I know that um, you know one thing that we definitely want to mention and all that other stuff. You start releasing that, so you can be intentional about your relationship. And I think that's what this anthology is really going to give you. It's going to help you understand that there's people who have been intentional about their relationship. There are people who've been through trial and tribulation, and they're on the other side of it. There are mm -hmm. people that are thriving together as a couple, and it's possible. Uh, mm. So more resources you can have, they'll build that knowledge beforehand, the better. Yeah. That's why you got to have the book in your hand, right? Because it goes right along with what we teach. And uh, and it's going to help prepare you for what you say you want and what you're praying for. You got to get ready for it, right? Yeah, that is so true. And I'll just say this. We call the couples in the book project power couples. And you guys call your village power mates. <laughs> and I love that. And so... We weren't thinking about power couples like, you know, Beyonce, Jay-Z, no, Oprah, and Stedman, not and all way. these people. You know, we actually had like an acronym for what we thought power meant. You mm -hmm. know, it's people who are passionate and positive, you know, productive, open-minded, optimistic. And when you think about the couples, right, you can see them, right? Mm -hmm. Well-spoken, witty yeah. and winning, ethical, empowering, engaging resilient, resourceful, and respectable. Mm -hmm. Like these are people that you want to have in your life, let alone in the book project, yes. right? These yes. are people you want to call on to go on a trip together and y'all just have a little excursion. You know, you want to have people like that in your life. And so we were excited because we didn't have to look that far to find people like us. You know, right. they were right in our village. You know, some people came by referral but fit right in with the mold, yeah. you know, and it's just been organic. Pretty much. Like attracts like, I love it. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's really good. So uh, here's here's our, our, our last question uh, for the night, all right? Last question we have for you guys. Why should people kind of give us, a, a, give us like a, a, a brief statement here, right? To give me the impact. Why in the heck, for the people that are on the fence right now about why they need to go and support this project, why they need to make sure that they go and have the book in their hand and read it? I've given my spiel. Yeah. Give them give them a quick understanding of why it's absolutely imperative. For married people, definitely first, married people, but why it can also help single people. Gotta share that with us. Yeah, um, I had uh, read a book called The Power of a Praying Wife. Before I had even met Anthony, I was a young single mother and mm -hmm. I had went and bought the book, The Power of a Praying Wife, because I wanted to prepare myself so that when I found my destiny mate, uh, as my pastor said, that I would be ready for him. And one of the main things that I learned from that Power of a Praying Wife book was that you have to work on yourself <laughs> first. And you have to make sure that even when you're in a relationship, and yes, we can always point out things that aren't the way we want them to be in our current mate. Um, but instead of pointing the finger and being like, why don't you change this? 
And why don't you change that? And why are you always doing this like this? And why are you always saying that? The first thing you got to do is look at yourself because you might have some empathy for him or her when you realize that your stuff stinks too, mm-hmm. right? And that as hard as it is for you to change your ways, it's that much harder for your mate to change their ways as well. Yeah. So if you focus on you, you will give him or her the grace that they need, the time that they need to shift those things that don't serve them and definitely don't serve you. And I learned that in the Power of a Praying Wife book before I was ever even dating my now husband. So that's one thing. When you get a book and you read it before you're whatever it is that you want to become, you read it ahead of time because it will prepare you for the circumstances that may come up around financial stuff, Mm -hmm. for the circumstances that may come up around dating and infidelities, you know, for the things that may come up about having a blended family. You have kids and he has kids and you got to put that together in a marriage. And what does that look like and how does it feel? And all of those type of stories are in the Money Talks book. Mm -hmm. We talk about how we manage love, money, and entrepreneurship, but everything else comes up in these stories, right? Right. Yeah. What else did you uh, experience from the book? Well, if, if I could just say this, it was, what I realized is that it's like a bridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And I realized that you don't build a bridge for yourself. Mm-hmm. You build a bridge for, for others to walk across behind you. What? So for what someone doesn't have, or what they're trying to find, let's cross on the other side mm-hmm. and, and see what's there. What? Right. Not only is that important, but if you build the bridge correctly, you never know if you'd have to walk back across that bridge yourself. You better drop some mic and some yeah. bombs and all types yeah. of stuff. So it's about building a bridge and <laughs> people being together. I'm building this bridge, not just for me. I'm building this bridge so you can follow me across the other side. Come with me to the other side and see what's here. Yeah, I love oh, there's a it. book there on the other side. Yeah. For things that you've been missing. Go ahead. Listen, I love how Anthony just drops like these bombs of just wisdom and knowledge. He's like, I'm not going to say a lot, but when I say it, it's going to blow up. (laughs) He always got something in there, you know. Girl, I love it. Why should somebody buy this book? Because this book is a bridge. And Constance and Anthony were the visionaries that God gave this idea to. And again, I'm going to go back to obedient. They were obedient and executed on that. And that expanded to us. And that expanded to the other, is it 23, 24 other couples? This one project. And there's more coming. Conference, everything, the book release, all of it, the tour, all of it. So it literally just went from this little, oh, maybe we should do this anthology, but I don't know. And now it's just this huge global, it's a global bridge. It It is a global bridge. And y'all are out there asking for it and they created it, they acted on it. And now we're here and it's about to come out. So you will have, you will see in the comments, you'll see at the end of this video exactly where you can get the book, when you can get this book, because it's going to be the hottest thing for relationships 
Jets. We talk about love, money, and everything else, but this is going to be that thing that is going to get you across that bridge. Absolutely. Mm, I couldn't have said that better. That's right. Yeah. She said it. She said it brilliantly. I got. I got to admit that was good. Yeah. But she said everything that needs to be said right there. So listen, you guys got to make sure you get the book, build the bridge. There's so many great resources you can get. You can le definitely learn how to attract your power mate. This is another step in that process. I don't want you to skip this step. Go get the book. It goes right along with everything that we're teaching you every single day. Make sure you get it. So you can prepare yourself for your power mate. Like this beautiful couple that we love so much. Thank you so much. We love you guys. We love you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. you guys are absolutely amazing. And uh, and yeah, you're gonna see so much more uh, from this power uh, power mate couple. You're gonna see a lot more from us because blessings on blessings, right? I want you to understand that. Oh boy, blessings on blessings. It ain't slowing down no time soon. So make sure you stay tuned to everything. Yeah, make sure you stay tuned and stay plugged in, folks. Listen, love you guys. Make sure you drop it in the comments. Share this video with a friend because somebody needs it. Don't you be selfish. And uh, you know we're going to see you in the group. PowerMate. Our signal is ready. Hashtag PowerMate. Shout out to everybody in the group. Love you guys. Thank you for watching. Oh, thank love you. Yeah, thank you guys. Peace. Peace out, guys. This has been another fabulous episode of The Love Team, a Power Mate podcast with Rio and Mika, your chief power mates. For more tips and to stay up to date, sign up for our newsletter at www.powermates.io. And don't forget to take the Power Mate personality quiz. This will tell you your love personality type and the best personality for you today. If you have feedback on today's episode, Tweet us or message us on Instagram at powermates underscore love. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and happy loving.